Hey, this is Kai and Bree. That's me. From Millennial Marriage. And welcome to the Wedded Wednesday Podcast. Hello, everybody. What's up, guys? As always, welcome back to our Wedded, Wedded Wednesday, Wednesday Podcast. Podcast. Oh, look, we were in sync. <laughs> um, few times. We're coming to you... Li- not live. I was going to say no, live. Not live. We're coming to you from our living room <laughs> in Staten Island. If you're um, listening really. to this, it is Wednesday, November 7th. Congratulations. You lived through election day. For better or worse, here we are today. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. <laughs> we we must grin and bear it. I'm just going to be negative for the sake of hoping that it turns out positive. positive. <laughs> um, this week we're talking about, I mean, interestingly enough, religion. Religion. Um, so, oh, last week we had our first live video. Yes, that was fun. Appreciate the the people who did come and chat with us and ask us questions. While it was open to any conversation, we kind of had like a little Halloween theme. Mm -hmm. And I had on a crown. So I was like, it was a blue crown. So I was an ice princess. An ice princess. (laughs) And then Chiron had on like a sugar skull mask and he was just creepy. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, we talked about some Halloween stuff, ghost stories. um, Favorite costumes. Favorite costumes, favorite scary movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and we, I'm definitely, we should definitely do it again. It, it was well, we are. I put up, um, I put oh, up a thing are. letting people know that while we're in Canada, oh, that we'll be man. vlogging, and that um, they can expect like some fun stuff from us, and maybe if we have time, we can live chat live chat with them from the so. Marriott. <laughs> the, the Niagara Falls. The Insta stories is gonna be <laughs> constant. One of the many Marriotts <laughs> at Niagara Falls, actually. Um, all right, so let's talk about our subject for the day because I think this is gonna be a long episode. I'm bringing back study show for oh, this episode. Snap. Um, we're, we're not learning. exactly talking about psychological studies, but we are talking about stats from a website called Pew Forum which is um, like a data statistical analysis website and they have some stuff about religion we're going to talk about religion when it comes to millennials but we're also going to talk about religion when it comes to marriage cool i trust your research you have no other choice (laughs) (laughs) so i started this week by opening up with the fact that religion is a very touchy subject Yes, one of the For three things everyone. we talk about. Yeah, money, religion, politics. Mm-hmm. Um, religion is, is touchy for everyone. Yes. But for millennials, it seems more so than any other generation. Off yeah. the bat, we, although most people already know this, we can say, it's not like a statistic thing, that um, millennials are the least, re- least religious, religious generation in American history. I believe that. And potentially, this generation of, of kids potentially is the least religious generation in all of oh. history. 
Yeah, I could see that. Especially with with uh with the increase in technology and science, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, so I guess we could also start by explaining like our particular positions on religion because we're talking about religion pertaining to marriage, so I guess we did start, you know, with the <laughs> with the base. Um I particularly find myself in a more agnostic space. I went to Catholic Catholic high school from freshman year to senior, senior year. Every year there was a religion class. Every year we learned something about religion, how it was applied to family life, how it was applied to daily life, how it was applied, you know, mm-hmm. not just religion, but like the application yes, of religious the, teachings. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, a, it was interesting, I guess. Um, I feel like my exposure to religion in that sense made me question religion a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much undecided on whether or not I believe there is a yeah. God. I believe that there's potential for a God. And I think I find myself leaning more towards there being a God. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe in religion. Gotcha. I believe religion is a man-made Maybe. concept. Yeah. It was... A story that they sold us Mm -hmm. that everybody believed it was a way to explain science yeah it was exactly and i uh, neil degrasse tyson actually has some of the best like statements about religion he's an atheist i don't consider myself an atheist i wouldn't say that i don't feel that god exists Mm -hmm. but i feel that if there is a god if god exists he's not responsible for a lot of the things that have happened and i feel like although in the Bible, they tell the story of, you know, Noah's Ark and the flood when when God mm-hmm. became upset. I don't believe that God has that much power if he does exist, that he can just cause a flood like that. Well, I, I think he's kind of like it's like when you're playing a, one of those games where you have to set the pieces and then you press start and whatever happens, oh, happens. after happens and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to stop it. It's like it. a simulation. Yeah, it's like a, exactly. It's like a simulation that you have no control over once you place the pieces. Gotcha. Whatever. <laughs> so I do believe that Battleship. there might be a God. There might be some kind of force. But I believe for the most part, religion is something that was created to explain science to explain mm-hmm. to explain why you know diseases went away for some people you know like why yeah. leprosy in one person got cured and another person killed them you know why yeah. why some people starved you know teach a man to fish <laughs> kind of like i'm trying to think of all the different lessons that jesus taught but there's so many lessons um but i think it was a way it was a way to, like I said, explain the inexplainable. Yeah, and I can see that definitely. I mean, there there are so many things. I don't want to say like I view religion in a negative light because I don't. You know, I I respect whatever you you would believe in. Mm-hmm. I guess for me personally, I'm similar. I guess to the lines that you're on where I believe there's a God do I believe like it is depicted as as it's been like an all knowing (laughs) all seeing all powerful God I mean no that like in my in my opinion he's all knowing and all seeing but he's not all powerful 
Yeah, I mean that's he's that's like the Santa. line we might differ. He's he's more like Santa. Like he sees you when you're sleeping. He, <laughs> he knows, knows when you're good. awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. <laughs> I I mean that's that that's that's perfect. You know, and uh, and so would you say that. that like you you think of him as all knowing? Because that's but the three see, things. I, that's when, the thing. In, so in just like because you don't have as much experience as I do, mm-hmm. when you're talking, not that I have like that much experience, yeah. But when you're talking but, about yeah. God, he commonly has three factors. Mm-hmm. He's all knowing. He's all seeing and he's all powerful. It's mm. un- omnipotent, omniscious, and um something that I don't remember. <laughs> um, so those are the three things that that make God God. That he has these three things. Mm-hmm. So usually, that's hilarious. Usually, like when hilarious somebody, <laughs> yeah, well, usually when somebody's saying that they don't believe in God, they they break the concept of God by saying. You know, if he's all knowing and all seeing, then there are certain things that he doesn't act on that would be cruel. If mm-hmm. he's all powerful and all knowing, then he should. You know, like yeah, yeah. they it's start like, to break. They break God cancer, down you know exactly. I mean? yeah. They break God down that way. Yeah. So would you would you say that you, since you said you do believe in God, mm-hmm. would you say that you believe that he's all knowing, all seeing, all powerful, or what's your take on? God's um, reach, we'll say. I mean, like, the argument that you said or that has been made, like, I, I could see that and I, I partially agree with that, you know? I mean, I think in in order to be a God, you kind of got to be all-powerful, but... I mean, it's not like... See, but that's the thing. The like, if you believe thing, in in a Western... A Western religion, which is like Islam, Judaism, yeah. and Christianity, you believe that there's only one, one God. God. So it's not like, well, for there to be a God, there has to be this, this, and this. There's only one God, you know? Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. So like if we were talking about Hinduism, then you could be like, well, if you're going to be a God, it's like saying, well, a planet has to be this big to be considered a planet, which is why Pluto's not a planet anymore, you know? Yeah. Except in Christianity, in Christianity, there's only the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess I, I view that he should be all-powerful being that that's kind of what is... Well, not that he should be, because now you're talking about, like, what God should be. Yeah. What do you, how do far I... do you think it goes? Like, what would you say your level of religiosity is? <laughs> religiosity. <laughs> religiosity. That's the word that we're coming up with. <laughs> Verse-wise, n- n- terrible. So you do believe in God. Yeah, I believe in God. Um, I believe, like you said, all no, all seeing, all whatever. Um, and, I mean, I do think, like, as a God that you, you would have power, but that's just because I I view it, like, if you are a god, then you I think it's implied. God. Yeah, you, you know. I think I mean? saying God comes automatically with some level of power. Yeah, but I feel like you should be able to affect things. You know, you wouldn't yeah. be a god if otherwise. You know. What I mean? Oh, okay. So you think he is all power? So you think God is okay? Go ahead, continue. He should be because yeah. this could easily turn into a debate <laughs> about God. Because I love this kind of stuff, like to to break him down philosophically as opposed to i um ideologically. 
Um, yeah. So, I believe that, you know, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, you know, should be powerful. Um, I struggle with this because, you, like you said, you know, like, I'm one of those people where it's like, all right, but, you know, if God was all these things, then there are some things that you wouldn't let happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you If you could control it. Well, do you consider yourself agnostic then or do you consider yourself like more christian i don't know because i i i I struggle with it you know like i don't i don't necessarily believe you know the whole god and jesus christ i mean i think jesus existed you know and if he was god's son then i i I could believe that he'd be capable of doing everything he did. Um, but... So you believe there was a Jesus, you said? Is that what... Because I, I was yeah. listening at the same time I wasn't listening. Yeah, no. That's I, interesting. I believe that there was a Jesus. At least, I've like, learned something a new. person. You know, oh, at the so very least. I felt know? like you, were like, believed, like, Jesus and, like, <laughs> the powers that he had and stuff like that. No, I mean, it would be great. You know what I mean? It, if it, you know, it... Well, we need to hurry this part up because now we're 14 minutes into talking about our religious beliefs. So hurry up and get to your point. So, yeah, I I, I guess... Do... I feel like it, it it's only as much power that you give it. You know so I mean? you're, the question was, are you agnostic or are you Christian? Would you consider I yourself? Don't, I wouldn't consider. I feel like I'm interviewing them. a politician. Like you forget what the question was and no, you go off on a tangent. I, I wouldn't. I. So, okay, so I, you're an atheist. No, a, do you know I what don't it, have to so be agnosticism. Oh my god, I don't have a gender. <laughs> um, not that that matters in 2018, but. Um, you don't have to, but by definition to say that you believe in God, but like, you're not sure whether or not you believe in God or like you think you believe in God. That's called agnosticism, which would make you an agnostic. The fact that you don't want a title is irrelevant to the fact that that's the definition of the word. That's like saying, I don't believe that a God exists, but I don't want you to call me an atheist. You're an atheist, you know? I don't have to call you an atheist if it makes you feel better, but you're an atheist. You know? So you're agnostic. Like me. Well, I don't Fine, know. don't be on my team. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would be, it's hard for me because, like, with these things, I feel like it's really concrete. You know what I mean? Nobody's taking statistics and putting it on in your uh, permanent record. No, it's just... I understand that, but to me, it's like Republican, Democrat. You know, like, I don't feel like I fall into any Yeah, but any of the those real question values. in religion is not Republican, Democrat. It's Judaism, uh, Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, atheist, agnostic. Those are the seven main categories of religion when you're talking about religion. There are smaller subsections to certain things, like in Christianity, you have Protestantism, Methodism, um, Methodistism, um, Bap- you know, Baptist, you have Catholics, you have under, you know, Judaism, you have Orthodox, you have, you know, there, there's, there's levels, you know, but at the end of the day, you still will typically fall under one category and nobody's judging you for the most part nobody's judging you based on the category that you fall in i think that's just 
Like you just don't want to be put in a in a box. You don't want to be put in a category. But it's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with being part of one. No, there's nothing wrong, but because that's yeah, how you make I, it seem like it would be wrong to 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 tie yourself down to any one answer. Like it like you can't commit to your religious affiliation. This is gonna I be a have, really long episode because you're going <laughs> off on tangents. I all right so. <laughs> To make it real simple, I believe that there's God. I don't necessarily believe it's been depicted as whatever it's been depicted as. And um, I'm not really religious. I don't practice religion at all. So you're agnostic. Really. I'm telling you, you're agnostic. You, you can, can tell me whatever, but... I'm never going to understand would, why there's a problem with being called agnostic. Be, considered it's like when your brothers something. made a big deal about your mom praying over thanksgiving dinner no it's not yeah it is no I because that's don't call me that I don't was, say that to me that's a bad word no it has it has nothing to do with that i just i mean i'm not one to be categorized Categorized well, we'll talk about such. your need to be different from everybody else later. That people who don't like to be put into categories don't want to be seen like others. They want to be different. So, back to this, the matter. We could do an entire episode breaking down your psychological profile if you want. But that's not what this episode is about. Um, 17 minutes and 30 seconds in, you just won't let me move on. I am. That's why I made it sh- simple and short. You, th- you guys, you see, there's no there's no verbal confirmation from Chiron. He just makes these faces and he like shakes his head, looks at me, squints his eyes and shakes his head. And I know that he's being judgmental. I'm not being Of judgmental. my segue, but I'm just trying to clean it up for the listeners who are not going to understand your position I just it short I believe that there's a guy I believe everything agnosticism, agnosticism oh stands goodness. for but don't call me an agnostic whatever so like we said religion is a touchy subject for people um but so finally now that we've gotten our religious beliefs out the way I think <laughs> Um, so I started talking about how religion is very is a very touchy subject mm-hmm. and how in my opinion for millennials that kind of began around um, 9-11 because there was something about what came after 9-11 and how people justified hate and justified discrimination with mm-hmm. religion that brought millennials to different sides. There were people that were brought closer to being on the religious side, and then there were people that were like, religion is, is hurting people. And even if they they described themselves as a religious person, they found themselves to be less, like, uh, less practicing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're pulled away from their faith. And then you also have, like, when you're talking about abortion rights and... um homosexuality and Mm. things like that like families at thanksgiving arguing about things and then using god to Mm -hmm. back up the things that they're saying made millennials fear god in a way and i think we just decided rejected and then couple that with the fact that 
we have a greater understanding of science than and technology than previous generations. We were born like ten years before the before everyone had a computer in their home. Yeah. And we received the AOL discs, you know, in the mm-hmm. mail and right. you He used dialed up. Dial up. <laughs> exactly. So I think we have a different relationship with religion because of science and because of older generations justifying hate with religion. Yeah, I can see that. So for millennials, the relationship with religion is is very weird. And we also have more access to like others now with social media, with mm-hmm. dating apps and things like that. So now millennials are facing something where you're potentially looking at being in a relationship with somebody who's different a different religion or not religious mm-hmm. and and everybody's being mixing like there's going to be a time where in the world everybody's going to be mixed exactly I mean? but that's when it becomes important to be honest and you need to be open and talk about what your beliefs are because there are people who then okay I'm Catholic or I'm Jewish and you're Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. And even though even though I believe those <laughs> religions are extremely similar. <laughs> the on on principle there's there's like a deep-rooted content for each other. Yeah. I don't I don't know blasphemy. much I'm not going to speak on why cuz I don't know I I know I understand why, but I don't know enough yeah. that I'm going to explain anything to anybody. Yeah, yeah. But there is that kind of issue there, and then it's like, like Romeo and Juliet, practically. You know, uh huh. You I, fall in love with somebody, and then you have your families you. who hate each other potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you get through that? That's right. And I feel like it's important. Like I said, it's important to be honest. There, like, questions you need to ask yourself: Are you religious? Yeah. That's pretty pretty basic. <laughs> what is your religion? Are you traditional when it comes to your religion? If you're Jewish, are mm. you Orthodox? Mm. If you're um, Muslim, mm. are you? I don't know what, con- a conservative Muslim? Uh, I don't know what. I thought you were gonna go with fasting, but no. All right, but I don't know like what you know how like you're Orthodox Jewish when yeah. you're really like a Hasidic Jew. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what the equivalent uh, is from Muslims. Well, TBD. If if you know, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you more modern? Do you expect your partner to adhere to your practices? Um, do you expect your That's children to adhere to your practices? Do you expect ones. to be married in a specific church? Mm, that's a huge one, too. Are you baptizing your children in that church? Or do you expect your, bapti- your children to be baptized? Baptized. All these things are like the craziest things that people don't really think about, and then and the stress of it all could push people away too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, one of the other, I had another question. Oh, do you expect your partner to convert? Mm, does um, if they if they're not expected to convert, are they expected to observe your traditions? Mm, yeah, that was um, a pretty good question. Will you allow your children to explore both religions? religions? That, I think, 
is cool. And so these were the main questions I felt like are important things. You need to have honest answers for these. If you're dating somebody, if you're going to have an interfaith marriage, you need to know where you stand yeah, on these things. definitely. Especially before you... And you and I don't have an interfaith marriage, but one of the things that I did talk about was how I want to... to expose them? I want to not raise my children in the church. That's like... That's a little more... But I want to raise raise my children knowing, like ch- what church is, um, knowing religion, kn- having you know knowing stories from the Bible, mm. certain things like that. Because I feel, and I've always said this to you, I feel like it's a it's an Good easy way for children to learn right from lessons. wrong and moral lessons. And sometimes they wrap things up neatly in a bow, and mm-hmm. it may not always make sense how Noah had an ark full of animals and none of them ate each other. What did they eat? How long was the flood? There's a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but. At the end of the day, that's a different podcast. The moral of the story is not that the animals survived on the boat. The moral of the story is that when you're terrible civilization, God is going to come in and Mm -hmm. wipe you out, and only the good people, the chosen people, will survive. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And there's definitely like a lot of value to 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 what you're saying. That I agree. I mean, so it's it's hard because me personally, I. I don't like practicing religion, I guess I would say. Um, but I definitely, you know, agree that you should, uh, you should expose your children, especially if you're having interfaith marriages. And um, you definitely should be honest with your partner up front and beforehand, yeah. you know. And that's because that could be important. a big deal break. Exactly. You know what I mean? That could lead to divorce. And it's something that we had talked and, about before we got married, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. I mean, not not like in great Not great in great detail, detail but, but I think you understood my position. And I think we both, so... You both we had both a similar traditionally, one, Traditionally, while we both identify as agnostic... <laughs> Just, I'm trying to make it simple because yeah, it's too right. much to say. All right, I'll let you box me in this one time. <laughs> well, we both identify as agnostic-ish. <laughs> um, traditionally, we're both Catholic. Yes. Um, yeah, we're both. You were baptized. That was it. But yeah, I did all you my did sacraments. All your sacraments and all minus that. the wedding. We didn't get married nice. in a Catholic church. Sorry, guys. Sorry, mom. Or by a Catholic priest. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, it's my fault. But it's you have to be honest from the beginning. It's something that we needed to know about each other, where what our religion was, where we stood at the time, and how we planned to move forward with our children. Yeah, and then like with the wedding, you know. Yeah, you have it, to know your religion at the wedding usually because you got to decide if it's a religious ceremony, or if it's gonna be like a non-denominational ceremony. Yeah, but even more so, just like the fact that you could get married there or not, you know. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. Because you know? in the Catholic I, Church, you you and I, we would have been able to get married in the Catholic Church, but it would have required you... To do all that. Completing a couple of things first. You would have had to receive communion, Make it sound so, like, hard. Like, easy now. <laughs> I mean, no, I it would have been a bitch. <laughs> I religion. Mm-hmm. I appreciate religion. I love religion. I love... My my religion? mom is more heartbroken than anybody. Don't I'm don't sorry. explain it to me. My mom is the one who feels like she missed out on a church wedding. I'm sorry, you have two more daughters though. 
<laughs> neither one want to get married in a church now. What? <laughs> you have hope at Issa. Issa's an altar <laughs> server, so. Exactly. There's still hope. Keep hope alive. Um, but difference in religion does not disqualify a couple from being together. Right? So yeah. you have relationships. I posted this week some some couples of interfaith marriages. Mm-hmm. So one yeah, of the so ones that I, I didn't post is like Priyanka Chopra that mm-hmm. I mentioned here. Mm-hmm. Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas, Nick Kira Sedgwick, Kevin Bacon, um, Elizabeth yeah, Hurley, and Anyar Nusa, I believe yeah, is his name. I didn't, um, she's, I didn't he's Hindu and she's Church of England. Like that's... England has... Ch- yeah. Church of England. I forgot yeah. about. <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> King Henry had to divorce one of his wives, exactly. so he made a whole church. Um, <laughs> when in doubt, church it out. Um, so it's possible. It's very possible. There's plenty of happily married couples who have been together together for decades, yep. who have different religions, make it work. and make it work because they're honest and they're open about these things. Mm-hmm. And then they figure out how the middle ground. I find that some of the more conservative people that I know who are like conservatively religious Mm -hmm. are not always honest about how religious they are because they're scared of being judged by other millennials. Because we are kind of judgy when it comes to religion, I think, like on either side of the aisle. Like there are people who are very judgmental if you're not like religious. religious. And then there are people who are very judgmental if you are religious. religious. People who, like, hate you if you are religious. Oh, my God, go with your religion. And I think a lot of that is in part, too, like, how religious people are portrayed, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, fanatical, Mm -hmm. religious, preaching Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, that's, like I said in the beginning, for millennials, that's That's, terrifying. Yeah, that's like... I won't, I need my own personal space. I don't want to be badgered. I just want to watch my YouTube videos. <laughs> just want to watch my YouTube videos. Leave me alone. Tell God I said I'm not home. I don't want to wake up on a Sunday. <laughs> what time do we have to go to church? No, but yeah. Um, I forgot the last thing I said now. Um, one of the other things that I mentioned was how you shouldn't lose yourself for another person. So if you are religious, Mm -hmm. you need, oh, so I was saying that people who are conservatively religious Mm -hmm. are not always completely honest. Oh yeah. And because they're not completely honest, they run into problems later down the line Mm -hmm. because they have certain expectations that they assumed the other person understood that were not Mm -hmm. understood. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that happens in the main, I mean, in any religion, there's people who are really, really conservative, but from the people that we know, it happens most with like the, our Muslim friends and our Christian friends. Two very strong and proud. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like my Jewish friends are very like, like it has to be this or it has to be that. Whereas like my Christian friends and my Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. very very traditional mm-hmm. um but you need to be honest if like i said before do you expect your spouse to convert yes. because that might be a good a big deal like i'm mm-hmm. a puerto rican person <laughs> if i marry somebody who's jewish or muslim 
Now I have to stop eating pork. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. What am I supposed to put in my pasteles? What are we eating Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Where's the panine? Mm-hmm. And the sandwiches after? How? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> That's a family Christmas tradition. That's not a Puerto Rican Christmas tradition. Hmm. Panine That's sandwiches. Not <laughs> yeah. That's everybody's leftover tradition. Um, but it's a good tradition. But, like, there are certain sport. things that I wouldn't be okay with giving up for mm-hmm. the sake of a relationship. Like, to me in a sense giving up pork is almost like turning my back on my culture because because it means it's such a yeah it's like such a big part of my culture Mm -hmm. and who you are and you're growing up yeah so i feel like i'd have a very hard time saying to somebody i'll give up pork for you you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I love you that much. Like, I love you a lot, Chiron. I love you <laughs> a lot. But do I love you more than pasteles on Christmas? Absolutely not. I feel you. I feel the same <laughs> way about bacon, though. Bacon cheeseburger. I can't have a bacon cheeseburger because... Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not about that life. Sorry. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with no, you not yeah. eating pork. Yeah, But fine. don't ask me to not eat pork. I'll eat your pork for like, you. Like, okay, for perfect example. <laughs> I'll eat that pork right off the plate. Perfect example. You're allergic to shrimp. Mm. Does that stop me from eating shrimp? No. 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 Does that stop me from making you? (laughs) Does that stop me from making you go all the way to Red Lobster so I could have popcorn shrimp with a baked potato? No. I mean, I go there for the biscuits, but no. Yeah, but you. But you put yourself in a a danger zone, a heavily shellfish infested area. (laughs) And there's only two things I could get: steak or chicken. You could literally (laughs) die. It's not like it's your preference not to eat pork. You could die, and I still am like. But I really like shrimp, though. <laughs> like, I feel like you can't you can't lose yourself, and you have to be honest. You have to yeah. be honest from the beginning. Definitely be honest from the beginning, you know, so you and your partner... Especially if you're know. Muslim. Don't spring on me one day that you want me to fast. Oh, fast? That's a big deal, though. Don't that's just like, spring that's that. Like hey, Lent, baby, though, do you too. think... No, but Lent, you give up, like, some... You give up one thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For Ramadan, you give up everything. (laughs) Nothing can pass your mouth but words from your lips. Hey, hey. As long as the sun is up. I applaud the people that do it, because I would never be able to do it. So much credit. So much credit. People (laughs) who fast... People who fast amaze me. They're absolutely, like, incredible. They're fucking... Yeah. Their their self-control levels are way mm-hmm. above mine. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's like... But I'm not doing that shit. And you can't spring that shit on me one day. <laughs> you can't turn to me one day and be like, you know, baby, I was thinking, you know, Ramadan is next week. I'd be like, <laughs> slow your roll. <laughs> Ramadan yeah, is next week for you, my love. <laughs> but that see, that the, that's why it's very important to have these conversations beforehand. Um, so you could get on the same page about it because those are big deals, you know. Yeah, it's all kind of life. As much as it's important to be deals. honest, like I'm saying now, as much as it's important to be honest about what you expect from your partner in terms of your religion, it's also important to be honest with your partner if they expect something about what you're not going to do. You know what mm. I mean? 
Yeah. Like things you're not going to participate in, things that you're not okay with doing yourself. They can do it, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But you would not see yourself doing that. Like for me giving up pork. Mm-hmm. Can't see myself doing it. Can't. Love you. But I can't do Can't it. even give up shrimp and I'm going to give up pork. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else to add here. I think I think also, though, when you are uh, being upfront and honest, to also be respectful of your partner's religion. Because that's a big deal, too. You know, if, if, if your partner isn't... Uh, accepting or or understanding you know like let's say you did uh decided to fast or something or like let's say you gave up soda right for lent right because that's what you know sometimes do so let's say you gave up soda i should be respectful and not bring soda in to tempt you or give you soda you know yeah but that's like for lent like yeah but i'm saying that's if, something if that we live together okay cold. but now okay but now let's throw it back to pork okay if we live together all right i'm not supposed to ever bring pork in the house every time i have pork i gotta eat pork out the house no but that's what i'm saying i'm just saying to be respectful how you cut figure out a way to like but isn't out. it disrespectful yeah. for you to say that I need to eat somewhere else because it it you just feel very it passionate offends about your pork. delicate sensibilities? It. It's very important to you. You're not giving up pork. I get it. I would never imagine. I'm just never saying, want I'm to. I'm just saying. Isn't it selfish though? Wouldn't it be so? Like I no, could understand. Saying... I could understand somebody saying to me. Let's say I'm in a relationship with somebody mm. who's Jewish or Muslim. Somebody saying to me. I don't care if you eat pork. Go ahead and eat pork. Choose a, a specific fork that's going to be your pork fork. Also, <laughs> please don't cook pork on any in any of our pots, pans, on the stove, in the microwave, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I could understand that because then at least I could bring pork into the house. It just needs to be preheated <laughs> and pre-made elsewhere. <laughs> or I need to make it somewhere else and bring it home. But don't tell me that I could never bring a chuleta into the house and suck that bone dry with how good the flavor is because you're religious. This is my house too. I'll be respectful of your religion. You know, I'll keep it halal. I'll keep it kosher. Everything will be clean. Everything will be in top-notch condition you'll never have to worry about my pork fork touching your other forks i have a special place for my pork fork but i'm bringing pork home and i feel like it's like a compromise situation i guess yeah i mean but that's why it's important to talk about it and figure out the common ground and figure out how you feel about the pork (laughs) (laughs) this is a very pork centric (laughs) podcast I think one of these days... <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> one of these days we're going to have like a cooking... A mukbang. Li- b- <laughs> right? Or all the pork options. <laughs> um, no, definitely... I think you should definitely be respectful. Um, and to come out with a common compromise and talk about it. Especially how you're, how you're going to raise your kids. Because that's a big deal. It affects, you know, their upbringing. And... Uh, you know what holidays and stuff like that are celebrated and how to celebrate it and i think it's cool like if you are interfaith or 
if you expose your children to different yeah um, religions I think that is cool too because you know you get to learn about other cultures and take an appreciation to that uh you know i may not be religious you know and i don't practice it really but i enjoy learning about different cultures and learning about different people and you know different uh things that that different religions and cultures do um and it, i think it would be cool to expose your your your, your children to that um but I definitely think you should be upfront and honest. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you have been by now. If not, you know, definitely try to be because it not only affects you, it affects your partner and your children, you know, that you may or may not have one day, you know. And above all, religion religion. Uh, religion is about being a good person. It's about yeah. like, um, like right from wrong how you give back mm-hmm. um even if you're not religious well. there's value in the teachings of jesus yeah. and even if you look at the at the bible as a storybook more so than a set of rules a guideline for your life mm-hmm. there are still things that can be taken away from it and and that's from any bible that could be from the quran the torah there's still wonderful teachings in any religious text Mm -hmm. that can bring value and even if you're not religious or a different religion you don't necessarily have to follow the religion to be able to appreciate it absolutely and so at the end of the day regardless of what your position is on pork (laughs) it's about bringing around full (laughs) circle now it's about being a good person and sharing sharing a life with somebody and we talked about in our um yeah what was the i'm not gonna remember the topic but the video that we did where we talked about the statistics about marriage and how religion plays an important factor Mm -hmm. yeah in marriage success yes Yeah. yeah um so we know that more the more religious you are the better your marriage will be and things of that of that nature so it doesn't matter necessarily what you believe or who you believe in as long as you respect each other and Mm. you respect your love of your respective god yeah or gods gods (laughs) that's true the great gods are my favorite gods Uh, my final words of the day, though, before we move on to study show. Study show. Um, and we're going to need to reset the clock for that. But the final words of the day were, As God by creation made two of one, so again by marriage he made one of two. And that was somebody named Thomas Adams. And I thought that was pretty. <laughs> and like deep. I said, there's value in his teachings, right? Yes. There's every everything is there's a lesson. So yeah. it's time for study show. Study show. Study show. Show show. <laughs> so let's get into it. Alright. So studies show. Show. I don't know if I should leave the laptop open. I have to tell you the Pew Research Center stuff. So this is Pew Research Center. Um I'll read what they says right on their website. Mm-hmm. Pew Research Center is a nonpartisan fact tank that informs the public about the issues, attitudes, and trends shaping the world. 
It conducts public opinion polling, demographic research, media content analysis, and empirical social science research. Pew Research Center does not take policy positions. It is a subsidiary of the Pew Charitable Trusts. So just a little bit about what Pew Research Center is, in case you guys are wondering where I'm getting my information from. This is actually a very trusted website, and it can be found at pewforum.org. Now, first, what we're going to be talking about is um, Pew Forum's findings on religious composition of younger millennials. So younger millennials, we're talking about... So millennials, I saw it defined as being born between 1980 and 1996. Ooh. That's a, a big range. Um, yeah, but I was so six. <laughs> younger millennials would be those born like 88, 89 and after. Gotcha. So among, which is actually our age range. Yes. So we're talking about people who are 32, like in 33, between... like 33-ish and younger. Yeah. Um, 33-ish to actually 22. Mm-hmm. People who are 30... Currently, in 2018, who are currently 33 to, 20, to 22. Yes, as we currently speak. So, first and foremost, how younger millennials identify religiously. 56% identify as Christian. Yeah. Um, 8% identify as non-Christian, that being... Um, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, really? Hindu, etc. Um, now, this is a study of three thousand two hundred and ninety-one millennials. It's a large. It's a pretty large study. Typically, studies are around a thousand. Okay. So this is a, still a pretty large study, but it's not everybody. This mm-hmm. is three thousand nine two hundred and ninety-one people. Gotcha. And that's it. Gotcha. So, of those three thousand two hundred and ninety-one people, again, fifty-six um, identify as Christian. Eight identify as non-Christian. Thirty-six identify as unaffiliated, being agnostic or atheist, mm-hmm. and one percent identify as I don't know. It's hmm. a big, pretty big number for Christian, but I know fifty-six percent as Christian. Although I think this is more of a U.S.-based thing anyway. Yeah, it's a U.S.-based. Um, yeah, it's a U.S.-based study group. So. You're talking about in the United States, yes. which then that makes predominantly perfect sense because it's fifty six percent Christians here. Um, everything's about the Christians here. Um, Let's so, take away from our other people's shout out. So, <laughs> well, we talked we talked a lot about the Muslims and the Jews and the pork preferences. So the pork preferences. They know we got their backs. Well. Well, not when your, it comes to pork. I got your back, but don't ask me to get your back over pork. <laughs> <laughs> um so the next uh chart that they show is younger millennials in terms of their belief in God. Mm-hmm. So just just the belief now. Just whether or not they believe in God. Fifty percent believe in God. Twenty one percent identify as fairly certain. Okay. Nine percent identify as somewhat certain. Less than one percent as I don't know. Mm. So, then so. on the other hand, seventeen percent do not believe in God, and three percent say they don't know, but they are more unsure than they are. Not sure. yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, the next 
chart that they did, the next question that they asked, was how important younger millennials find religion. Okay. So 38% of millennials said that, or younger millennials, said that religion is very important. Hmm. 29% say that religion is somewhat important. Okay. 17 not too important. 16% not at all important, and less than 1% said they didn't know. Mm, so it's either the, the so other spectrums of the board. So yeah, this is a little more varied, where although these people might identify as religious, they do not necessarily view religion as being very important in their life. It's more spread out, though. It's not like in the 50s. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's 38, 29. Yeah, 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 it's much closer margin. Good word, margin. That's what I was looking <laughs> for. Um, so now the frequency at which younger millennials go to church. <laughs> so 28% go to church weekly. Okay. Which I didn't think was a That's very large high. number. I didn't think no. that was 28% of people go to church weekly. 28% of... 3,291 people. Okay. That's nothing. I mean, I guess it depends on where you're at. If you're in the Midwest, you're going pretty frequently. Yeah, but that's like 80-something people, 90-something people, maybe 100 of those people go to church weekly. That's true. Well, you look um, at it that way. <laughs> 38% say they go a few times a month. Okay. 34% said seldom or Never. Never. And less than 1% said they didn't know, which I found to be weird. Because, like, you are you know? drugged when they take you to church? Like, how are you not sure? Maybe their their church is a party or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought this was brunch, man. <laughs> Just no alcohol here. Uh, the next study was whether or not younger millennials, or how often younger millennials pray. Mm. 39% pray daily. Oh, sure. 18% pray weekly. 7% pray monthly and 36% pray seldom or never. Mm, so you're either praying or not praying. Yeah. There's a big diff- there's a big like gap between always and never. never. Like there's not really a sometimes. <laughs> um so then the next thing that they asked the younger millennials was where where do you look for guidance when it comes to wrong and right? 23% of them said religion. Okay. 17% said philosophy slash reason. Okay. 46% uh-huh. common sense. <laughs> Such like, a millennial duh. thing to answer because that would be wrong. 12% said science and 2% said don't know. And I thought that was great for common sense to be the highest the high, number because number. It, it's true for millennials. Like It's not like... We didn't know that we weren't supposed to stab somebody because Jesus didn't tell us not. Like, you know, you've come through the world and you've seen people get hurt and you think, oh, I don't want people to hurt like that. Yeah, or you, hopefully your parents, you know, just instilled. For real. <laughs> um, millennials were then asked about their belief in heaven. Ooh. 68% believe in heaven. Okay. 26% said they don't believe. And 6% said they didn't know. But here's what I find interesting, right? So uh-huh. now, that's your numbers on belief in heaven. Now, they then asked them about Ooh. their belief in hell. Oh, everybody believes So, you would stand... <laughs> it would stand to reason 
that the number should be the same. Same, yes. If you believe in heaven, you believe in hell. Okay. 68% of people believe in heaven, remember. Mm -hmm. 56% of people believe in hell. Hmm. 38% of people don't believe in hell. That's up from 26% of people who don't believe in heaven. And then 5% of people don't know. So people are just trying to be (laughs) people who believe in heaven don't necessarily believe in hell. Hell. Yeah, that's wild. That is pretty wild because that's like contradicting. No, well, I guess not really. I guess you believe that God is forgiving and God would not, you know, no matter what, like, hey, you still get into heaven, (laughs) or at least they want to make themselves feel better about it. So they're like, nah, we good. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You're thinking on the positive, yeah, hoping for the best. I mean, that's like, like, you know, like. For me, I talk a lot about my belief in in God and stuff with people, mm-hmm. but I'm a big believer in like karma and reincarnation, oh, and I always say that I wish I should be a Hindu, <laughs> right? Because of that, yeah. Like Absolutely I believe right. in all the things that they believe in. Like I'd be a wonderful Hindu. <laughs> um. Now, okay. Yeah, I like reincarnation. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it because I just don't want to like I don't want to believe in the idea that, that after I die it. it's done. over. You're done. Get out of here. Put a fork in. You're done. At least I hope I get the option to haunt. <laughs> At the very least. <laughs> like in Sims, how you can keep a ghost around. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all. <I> like. <laughs> Build this right. tombstone outside. You know what the So house. now that we've talked about millennials and how religious millennials are is there any takeaways from that one i mean it's funny that you brought up the whole you know you believe in heaven you know some people don't if you know some people don't believe in certain things yeah um, i think what i think what i took away what i thought was crazy was how the differences between how often people are going to church and how often people are praying hmm because 28% of people go to church weekly, but 39% of people pray daily. They're like, oh, we don't got to go to church. We just got to pray. <laughs> yeah, or even people who pray weekly if you is 18%. And if you add those two together, that's 57%. So 57% of people pray at least once that's a week. Sweet. Yeah. Whereas 28% of people go to church once a week. <laughs> It's a big difference. Yeah, it is a big difference. So it it kind of shows where the millennial mindset is, Mm -hmm. where a lot of millennials, I think, are in line with us, where they believe in God in some sense, Mm -hmm. but they don't believe in in church and religion and especially how how it changed because church was so impactful, so in charge and empower of any everything, and now it's the kind of opposite. You know, not quite, but trending in that way you know it is it's church used to be the center of social you know social socializing i guess um and not anymore next you're almost as powerful as the people that held power positions yeah so a lot of millennials are moving over to the i can pray at home i can do good deeds Mm -hmm. i can be a good person and I think that's also going to affect, um, since, you know, it is election week, we'll say, <laughs> I think it's also going to affect the shift in politics because now people are not just going to be okay with, you know, you being religious. They want somebody who's doing good deeds, who's living a good life, who, 
who represents what they represent and it may not necessarily be going to church every week. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how how millennials change. Yeah. Politics I mean, with I mean, that that should definitely be a podcast when these when these times yeah, but that's not a marriage-related podcast. Yeah, uh, right. Whatever. Unless you want to start a podcast about random things. We could talk about random things. I ramble I'm more than happy to talk about random things. Tangent Tuesdays. <laughs> tangent Tuesdays. Marital Mondays, Tangent Tuesdays. What did Wednesdays? Jam-pack your beginning of the week. <laughs> you do ramble a lot, but it's weird because... All right, I don't want to ramble about your rambling. It's not like a weird rambling, you know? Like, I, know. I, or at least I get what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, you know. But you, it's like you ramble because you can't think of how to properly express exactly what you, like you're thinking, you're thinking first. about your thoughts. That's why you ramble. Maybe. It's a very interesting thing. Quite like, possible. you could see in your eyes that, like, your brain is going. Quite possible. Anyways. You might be, you might, you might be right there, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help you today? <laughs> All right, so now, marriage and religion. So, the first thing that I saw in the article, part of it, because they do give like a brief description, mm-hmm. was um, religiously intermarried people are generally less religious. So, when you have a couple of two different religions, religions generally those two people are less religious <laughs> than people who are married of the same, same religion. religion. I guess. I mean, because then that could be like, you know, them not uh, talking about it or them not proceeding or figuring out a common ground to, you know, or how to make the two religions work They Um, or confuse their kids. Because I feel like that definitely is a big thing where, you know, you don't want to confuse the kids. So you just might not just do nothing at all. You know what I mean? Um, They asked Protestants. I want to get the chart because I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. This one was confusing to me. Okay, so this is the percent of people who are highly religious among married people um, who are same religion, other religion, or non-affiliated. And they speak to Protestants, Catholics, and unaffiliateds. So, this isn't like a, a full consensus, but this is like Protestants, Catholics, others. Others. So, 82% of Protestants say that they are highly religious. Like, 82% of Protestants in same... Sorry, this is why it's confusing. <laughs> 82% of Protestants in same religion relationships... Gotcha. Say that they are highly religious. Okay, that's a big number. 70% of Catholics in same religion relationships say that they are highly religious. Gotcha. 58% of Protestants who have spouses of another religion say that they are highly religious. Oh, okay. 56% of Catholics who are married to someone of another religion say that they are highly religious. 13% of unaffiliated people married to somebody of another religion say that they are highly religious. Okay. So, 
uh, 59% of Protestants who are married to non-affiliated partners uh, say they're religious, highly religious. Yeah. 46% of Catholics married to non-affiliated partners, highly religious. And 9% of unaffiliated um, people married to non-affiliated partners, highly religious. So you do see a drop-off, you know, yeah. between the between the, the different correlations. Yeah, so religiously intermarried people are generally less religious. religious yeah, <laughs> across the board. <laughs> um, another thing that they put in here is that important... It's important... It's okay. Importance of religion mm-hmm. is equal to the importance of adequate income. Okay. So, how in your relationship, how important religion okay. is in your relationship is it's as important okay. as, as adequate income. But religion is less important than sex and shared interests. <laughs> you could always fall back on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the things that seem to be more important than religion were shared interests at number one, satisfying sexual relationship at number two, sharing household chores at number three, adequate income is number four, and shared religious beliefs is number five. But as I said, adequate income and shared religious beliefs are pretty much equal on the scale. Gotcha. But that's still not on the top of the total. And that's based on a, a 2014 religious landscape study. Uh, yeah, it just it just goes to show you, you know, like people's priorities now, you know. And in fact, there's another area where um, among so among the people who identify as highly religious, they found that relig- shared religious beliefs is actually number two on the list. Um, for people who are medium religious, shared religious beliefs is number six. Okay. And people who are low religious, number ten. Number seven. Oh, oh, that's not that far. So if you're highly religious, sixty-four percent say that religion matters. If you're medium religious, twenty-five percent say that religion matters, and if you're low religious, twelve percent say that religion matters. But I guess that makes sense because if religion doesn't matter to you, why would it matter in your marriage? Um, The next thing I want to mention is here it talks about how six out of ten married people say that their spouses are equally religious to them. And I think that speaks to how people find each other and in a sense, your shared interests. Because it seems that That now that's... Shared interests and shared political ideology are hand in hand. Yeah, it, and it seems like increasingly so. Very much so. And, um, the, like, it, it, it's, to me, it makes more sense that you would then, um, kind of be drawn towards somebody who's equally religious to you because you share equal so, interests. Yeah. And so that's not so surprising. Six out of ten people marry spouses who are equally religious. Thir- so then, okay, so now the last thing I want to mention in terms of religion. Because we've talked about in the past how, I don't want to like go too hard on it, but we've talked about in the past how 
people who are religious regardless of what religion they practice when Mm -hmm. both couples when both people in a couple are religious they're more likely to have success in their marriage marriage. um but now 30 percent so they asked men and women how religious they would say their spouse is Mm. and what they found is that women seem to be more religious than Than men. men 30% of men said their wife is more religious than they are, and 8% of women said their husband was more religious. It's a big gap. Yeah, it's a big gap. 30% to 8%? Yeah. But, I mean... (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, I could see it, because I feel like with with men, especially millennial men, like, religion is not really a big thing, you know? Unless... But then it's, it's... You know, like we've been saying, it's opposite sides of the spectrum so you'll find men who are truly deeply invested and uh involved with religion and then you'll find the other spectrum you know men that don't really care about religion and it's being increasingly so impactful you know in relationships and society But it it is interesting to to hear and find out those statistics, you know, and the correlations. So is there anything that you're taking away from this conversation besides the fact that you're agnostic? (laughs) That you like pork. (laughs) To be affirmed for your love of pork. (laughs) That's all I learned today. (laughs) No, it was pretty interesting in in seeing the, the different correlations. Um, but ultimately, I think we just need to love and respect each other and you know, communicate with each other, you know, about certain things. And even if you're not religious and your spouse is to talk and find out and be honest. More. Yeah, be honest. Be honest. Be open. Be upfront. Religion is a touchy. Like we started in the in the beginning. Religion is a touchy subject. Do not assume that you understand your partner's positions. Do not assume that they understand mm-hmm. yours. Um, you know, Kyron and I have had to have the conversation of, even as both of us being Catholics, will we baptize our children? Will we have our children do sacraments? Mm-hmm. Will Chiron come to church with us? That's a big one. <laughs> and I always, yeah, so Chiron is not a big person on coming to church. He's not a big church person, and I really am not either. But you know, you can't do the sacraments unless you're, you're in church enough that they recognize your face and they're willing to sac to, to sacrifice you to sacri- to, sac- to sacramentize you. Sacramentize, that's a new one. <laughs> um, so we have to go. To, I mean, I at least have to go to church with them. Man, you think my mom could take him to church? I would say your mom, but your mom isn't Catholic anymore. Yeah. And here comes another problem oh. <laughs> of are will our kids be catholic or will our kids be christian mm. but so many sub plots i know so many subplots but i think we pretty much agreed our kids will be catholic yeah i mean it's what we've known and yeah it's what we we went through i guess <laughs> that's and another listen, thing you know i'm like, not opposed to my kids finding another religion converting and spending the rest of their life 
praising yeah. God in whatever form that they please. Right. I mean, I want my kids to be happy and follow their dreams. Exactly. You know, and ultimately, there may come a point where your child decides that they want to pick their religion. And Why not? That's another time to <laughs> try to be understanding and supportive. And I probably uh, wouldn't let my kid get baptized, though. Oh, you mean like baptized again? Yeah, like not right away. Because, you know, you usually have to get like baptized into a faith. I probably would wait a little, make my kid wait a little bit. Like, be 100% sure. Because you don't want to be one of those people that's like. Flip floppy. That had like 21 religions in their entire life baptized a million times. That's a very cultured person. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so. Religion was the topic of the week. Indeed. Stay tuned this week for our live videos. Yes. If we have any. Tune in this weekend. Our vlogging for the most part. Um Insta Story's gonna be lit. Canada. <laughs> um and don't forget next week we'll be talking about it's our first ever holiday edition Ooh. of Marital Monday. Who doesn't love good? And holiday? we'll be talking about Thanksgiving. And how you spend the holidays, how you split the holidays, all that all good that stuff. All that good stuff. <gasps> Look at us being so adorable. Simpatico. Simpatico. <laughs> Thank you so much to Appreciate all of you guys time. who continue Appreciate to tune you. in, who continue to give us a reason to do this every week because your girl has been burnt out. Yes. There hasn't been as much support. And that's okay, I guess. But keep chugging away. <laughs> I appreciate the the few of you that are supporting and who are listening. Appreciate, you know who you are. It. You know how important you are to us and how much it means to us that you are supporting us. So indeed, we love yeah, you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> all right. Appreciate that. See you guys next week. See you all next week. Can't wait. Happy Thanksgiving in advance of our episode about Thanksgiving. Right? And check out the stories. Check out the stories. Stay following us. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook on Marital Monday because neither website would let me change the name. So, (laughs) Marital Monday. And we'll see you next week on Marital Monday. (laughs) And don't forget, we succeed Succeed together. together. Bye, guys. Peace.